Turn in your Bibles, please, to Revelation 13. You'll be reading once more verses 11 through 19. Revelation 13, beginning at verse 11. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of the people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. It was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. It is the number of a man. And his number is 666. Father in heaven, we ask for your wisdom and help as we look together into this word. There is so much here, and we've already looked at it before. But help us to apply it. May it strengthen our faith, may it strengthen our walk in Christ, may it give us understanding as we live in this day and time that seems to be fulfilled more and more by these words we've just read. Speak through your servant this morning for the glory of the Savior we pray, amen. A little over 40 years ago, before, just before the birth of my firstborn child, I was a manager, an assistant manager at a Hardee's hamburger stand. That's why I don't eat Hardee's hamburgers anymore. I remember one particular, one of the responsibilities I had then, and I suppose every assistant manager or manager has this responsibility, is to take the day's earnings, count them at the end of the day after everything's closed up, and then prepare it for the deposit. And I remember I had closed the night before, I was scheduled to open the morning the next morning, so I had counted everything twice, marked everything down, all the coins by denomination, all the bills by denomination, I totaled it up and went back and did it twice, just to be sure. And then the next morning when I opened up, I got the bank bag out of the safe and drove to the bank. And this lady that I was at the teller 
I'd been there many times before, very familiar with who she was. She started counting everything out. And I was always kind of amazed, and you've probably seen them do it too. They count their bills out, they hold it in one hand, and then they'll just count real fast. And she had counted all the coins first, and then she went through the ones, and then she went through the fives and marked them if everything was correct, and then she grabbed a handful of tens and started, whip, 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 there's one, just like that. I said, one what? That's counterfeit. But you just touch, I could tell it feels different. That's a counterfeit. And she went and looked. She pulled out a piece of paper from her drawer. And there was a number on there that was on that bill, and it was counterfeit. I had touched it twice before, and I didn't notice any difference. But she, going swiftly through that, there it is. I've heard it said the best way to recognize a counterfeit is to become very familiar with the real thing. If she's handling bills every day, I guess she is very familiar with the real thing. Many think that Revelation is supposed to tell us what to expect as we approach the inevitable return of our Lord. And yes, it does tell us that. But that's an incomplete understanding. It tells us much more. Have you ever wondered why Christians are so divided? It's because so many have fallen for counterfeit faith. Because they never became familiar with the real thing. The book of Revelation does provide warnings from God that are meant to challenge our hearts and minds to always be ready because we are in, indeed we have been, in a spiritual war for generations. But in spite of these warnings, the church has let her guard down. Much of the church has already been led astray. The Apostle Paul recognized it in his day. In the book of Romans, verse 125, he wrote, Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator? Some who have read Revelation think that we must be doing okay because no one has seen the beast come out above out of the sea yet. We've talked about literal interpretation. We've not seen any great big beast come up out of the sea yet. So we must be all right. We're not into Revelation yet. But I contend that we have been in Revelation because that great beast out of the sea is political influence, political nations from the masses of population around the world. Some who've read Revelation think that we must be okay because no one has seen fire come down out of heaven yet. No one has seen anybody building a great idol yet. No one has received the mark of the beast yet. Please remember that the first beast in verses 1 through 10 of chapter 13 and the second beast that we just read about are both visions of Satan. They are not separate creatures. They're just displayed in these visions from John as separate entities, but their influence is the same. Influence in political nations and influence 
that is contaminating the Christian church. In John 2.18, he wrote the epistle there saying, Children, it is the last hour. This was in John's day, before he went to the island of Patmos, where he wrote Revelation. It is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now so many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. John declared it the last hour then. We've been in the last hour since then. Even our Lord Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 13, verse 21, said, If anyone says to you, look here, here's the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. False Christ and false prophets will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. In these visions, he describes the beast, and he looks huge, and you imagine him very large, and we need to realize that this is Satan, his influence, his power. This is the Antichrist at work, although anti, the word name Antichrist is not mentioned in Revelation. So I have three points to bring to you this morning. First, Satan promotes counterfeit religion. Second, Satan demonstrates counterfeit power. And third, Satan causes the worship of a counterfeit God. The founders of America were wise to write in the First Amendment two provisions concerning religion. There is what is called the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause. The Establishment Clause prohibits the government from establishing a state religion. Why would the Founding Fathers do this? Because the Founding Fathers had already seen the devastation that cooperative authority between church and state could do. They had seen the influence of the Roman Catholic Church in Europe working with the governments there, There was a great deal of influence over the kings and queens and thrones throughout all of Europe. It had a great influence in England when King Henry VIII broke away from the Roman Catholic Church and began the Church of England or the Anglican Church. The church, seeing heresy, would usually influence, use the, their influence to get the governments to punish or at least allow the church to punish those who were considered heretics. And the founding fathers of America wanted us to be free from that kind of threat. So there was an establishment clause prohibits the government from establishing a state religion. It does not mean that we are, are not to have any kind of church it's that the church the, the government would not endorse any particular one religion you come to america you don't have to be a christian it's good if you could be the book of revelation provides 
warnings from God that are meant to challenge our hearts and our minds to always be ready. Because we are in, and we have been, in a spiritual war for generations. And the church has let her guard down. Much of the church has already been led astray. What does spiritual war look like? And most of us are very familiar with Ephesians 6. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against, against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. When the Apostle Paul was writing this to the church at Ephesus, he said, we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers. And the word for rulers is arche, which usually in the Greek language was used for the first, the king, the prince, the ruler of any nation or realm or whatever. But then he follows that word with language that suggests strongly is spiritual. He talks about world forces of this darkness, spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So it is spiritual war that is going on, not just in the ethereal, mental, imaginary world which we usually devote to our prayers. It is in the world around us. It is in the political decisions that are made. It is in the theological decisions that are made within denominations of Christianity. There is spiritual warfare going on now. The, war, the power of Satan does come at us, the church, through political authority. Nations have been known to restrict the freedom of Christians. Nations have been known to persecute Christian faith and even to punish Christians for speaking the truth. We have seen that throughout history, the last, at least the last hundred years, and we can go back even further than that. So we're very aware that it happens. It is happening today. We must also be very aware that Satan can also attack through spiritual leadership. We must be very careful. We must be very aware that Satan can attack through the counterfeit church. Second Corinthians 11.3, the Apostle Paul said, I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion of Christ. Paul was worried that the church of Corinth was going to be led astray, astray, much like Eve was led astray in the garden. Satan will use proud leaders in the church who are not true believers to subtly change, tweak, nuance the words and make truth look like something different and lead many people astray. 2 Timothy 4.3, time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having 
itching ears they will accompany they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into the myths have we seen any of that going on these days i think we have in revelation 13:11 through 19 there is some, this beast that is described is a false prophet. It is a counterfeit church. Not the true church, a counterfeit church. Encourages and promotes cooperation with the first beast or the political forces of this world. Verse 12, it says it exercises all authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. Satan promotes counterfeit religion. In John's day, that counterfeit religion was the worship of the state. The Roman Empire tried, everyone, tried to enforce everyone to worship the state, worship the government, pay tribute and praise and worship to Caesar. So it was happening in John's day, and we can see it happening in our day and our time. It's not just necessarily one man, but it, it is, they are forcing us to follow one science, one world understanding, one world teaching, one world fashion, one world promotion. And it's counterfeit truth. It is counterfeit religion. By twisting God's word and God's truth, Satan convinces many in the church to pay reverence and power, reverence to the power of the world. You're very familiar with the account in Genesis 3 where Adam and Eve fell from the grace of God. Satan came to them and said, Did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We eat, may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said, You may not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die. Twisting the words, twisting the truth, being subtle. And he says, he makes a promise to them, God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you shall be like God, knowing good from evil. God doesn't want you choosing what is right, for wrong, right and wrong for yourself. God wants, God wants to be the only one that's going to tell you what's right and wrong. You get to choose what you want to do if you eat this fruit. You get to break away from God. That's what the text means there. And that's what we see more and more as we look throughout this church in the world today. We see those who are faithful, those who are standing firm, but yet beside them we see those who are calling for compromise. There's a young lady, well, I don't, she's not young, young, but she's younger than I am. She has a YouTube channel called Conservative Mama. You may have seen her. A few days ago, I saw her a little brief recording. I'm going to modify it a little bit. 
her things were more political. It starts off pretty much the same way. But she just reminds us over the last few years everything that the government has asked us to do. You need to stay at home just for two weeks. It's for the greater good. We need to stop talking about your faith. It's offending people. It's for the greater good. We need to separate you from your children. It's for the greater good. And just interjecting this statement, the church often calls for Christians to comply. The counterfeit church will call for the Christians to comply with these things. We need to stop preaching against sin and calling people to repentance. It's for the greater good. We need to be more inclusive and tolerant. It's for the greater good. We need to follow the science. We've evolved beyond scripture. It's for the greater good. We need to comply with government mandates. It's for the greater good. The counterfeit church will often call for Christians to comply with the government because they are both both influenced by the satanic presence that is anti-Christ. And it always exalts mankind. It always wants man to be like God, not the other way around. Our Lord said in John or John wrote in John 3.19, this is the judgment, speaking about the Lord. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Everyone who does wicked things hates the light. There are people in this world today, as there were then, who refuse to do what is right because they hate the truth. And again, the Apostle Paul in Galatians 4 says, Have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? And there have been a lot of faithful Christians who have preached the truth, who have proclaimed the truth, and they are considered enemies of this world, beginning with the government, and continue into the false church. Want faithful Christians to shut up, be quiet, and go away. There are a lot of churches that complied with the government two weeks to... To suppress the curve, they closed for two weeks and they're not back open yet. There are a lot of people, professing Christians, who once attended church but have not gone back since then. To any church since then. So this beast, this false prophet, this false Christianity, this Counterfeit Christianity is present in the world now. We need to see this. We need to understand it. Satan promotes counterfeit religion. Satan demonstrates counterfeit power. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, the Apostle Paul said, No wonder Satan 
disguises himself as an angel of light. He's going to do his very best to look good, to look beautiful, to look appealing. And we need to be discerning. We need to be aware. We need to recognize his lies. Verse 13, this beast performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. It was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Did any of that ever happen in John's time? Did anyone ever see fire come down from heaven? The Bible says this beast performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. This this term, fire down from heaven, appears to display spiritual power of some form. Was John describing literal fire or spiritual fire? We know that there was no evidence of literal fire coming down from heaven during John's day. There was evidence of spiritual fire coming down. So we need to ask ourselves, what kinds of signs was John thinking about? And we need to be careful about understanding this spiritual power. The genuine demonstration of spiritual fire from heaven can be seen in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. This was genuine fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy, the book of Joel, chapter 2. Spiritual fire from heaven upon the believers of the early church. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Where we're picking up in Acts 2, the fire has already come down, and people were speaking in what Scripture describes as tongues. Others, what does this mean? But others mocking said, they are filled with new wine. They're all drunk. There were those who understood, those who had received the gift of spiritual fire, of the Holy Spirit, and then there are those who did not receive it and didn't understand it. They're all drunk. They've had too much to drink. But what does Peter say? He responds to that accusation. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. These men are not drunk. You accuse them of being drunk. It's not even happy hour. It's just nine o'clock in the morning. That was an event that demonstrated spiritual fire from heaven. The scriptures even describes it as cloven flames of fire or tongues of fire on each of the believers' heads. Now let's ask the question about counterfeit religion. And this is where I'm going to make some people mad. 
I think. Maybe not here. But maybe those, some of those who hear me over the internet. Where do we see this kind of activity in counterfeit form? I bet you can guess. There are churches today where something like this or where they try and mimic something like this or where they try and imitate, imitate something like this and those of us who see and know that this is happening, we say, we don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. People running around the sanctuary in fits of hysteria, babbling and hollering and laughing and cackling and all kinds of confusion. Their own prophets claim to heal the sick. And the rest of the Christian church seems to be accommodating. Well, they claim to be Christian, so I guess it's Okay. It's counterfeit. It's false fire. It's not true. It's fake. It's a product of the work of the beast. It's something you need to consider. A lot of people think, well, we're we're okay. Revelation talks about certain things happening and they haven't yet they've been happening. They are happening now. We have seen them. We just haven't recognized them yet. We keep waiting for them to happen in the future so that we can get ready when we see the. If we're not getting ready now, we're in trouble. You remember me talking about the counterfeit bill that the bank discovered when I made the night deposit? You can print counterfeit bills all day long you could take a box of them and go shopping and you would probably have success buying everything you need fool every merchant that you purchase things with but just try and put them in your bank account counterfeit money has no value your banker may become convinced that you are the criminal and the thief. And they may call the police. Or they may just say, depart from me, you thief and crook. What about counterfeit Christianity? You can claim to be a Christian everywhere you go. And whenever you misinterpret the scriptures in such a way that man is exalted and God is not then you've joined forces with the second beast, the false prophet. These usually are include the health, wealth, and prosperity people who perform the miracle gifts and are more and more including those who want to permit and allow all kinds of sin into the church to be more accommodating to be more inclusive, to be more loving, to be more winsome. The health, wealth, and prosperity preachers like Kenneth Copeland, Duplantis, Fertick, Creflo Dollar all teach the exaltation of man. I have heard them say, and if you look close enough, you will hear them say too, 
I am God. That is satanic. That is false. That is counterfeit Christianity. And our Lord Jesus himself said to people in Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Satan promotes counterfeit religion. Satan demonstrates counterfeit power. Satan causes the worship of a counterfeit God. Very quickly, verse 15. It was allowed to give breath. This beast was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. It causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand of the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless it has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. In contrast to this mark of the beast, this number which people are suspecting it to be 666, but that's I don't think that's what it is. I'll let you in on a little secret. I don't know if this will help you think more of me or not, but it's not my fault. Guess what the last three numbers of my social security number are? I remember years ago growing up in a Christian home, hearing a lot of preachers say, your social security number is the mark of the beast. Then I heard years later that debit cards are the mark of the beast. You're just buying everything with that thing in your hand. Just recently we heard that, oh, vaccine passports, they're going to be the mark of the beast. You can't buy or sell anything unless you've got a vaccine passport. And even more recently, oh, cryptocurrency. They're coming out with cryptocurrency, and you're not going to be able to buy anything or go anywhere unless you have all your funds in cryptocurrency. That's the mark of the beast. All the mark of the beast, I'm just going to suggest this. All the mark of the beast means that those who are in service to the beast, serving him with the strength of their right hand, or honoring him with the thoughts of their mind or the worship of their lives. You look back in Revelation chapter 7, the saints of God there were marked to be secure in him. So the Lord marks his own and Satan is allowed to mark his own. So when we look at all of these things where people are saying, oh, that's the mark of the beast, that's the mark of the beast. Well, don't do that, that's the mark of the beast. And at the same time, they're still serving him subliminally or suggestively or secretly 
they're marked by the beast. We need to be careful. 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through 10. The lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan who all, with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Satan has come to deceive. And he is doing it with sleight of hand. Have you ever wondered why Christians are so divided? Because so many have fallen for counterfeit truth. Because they never became familiar with the real thing. The book of Revelation does provide warnings from God that are meant to challenge our hearts and our minds to always be ready because we are in and we have been in a spiritual war and it's gone on for generations. And it won't be over until the Lord returns. The church must not let her guard down. But tragically, much of the church has already been led astray. Brothers and sisters in Christ, be sure that your faith is genuine and not counterfeit. Be sure that your understanding of Scripture is true and discerning and that you are able to recognize where and how Satan is at work. Follow the truth of God's word. Follow the true church, the true bride. Let us pray. In Christ, Lord, we pray this morning that you may help us be very aware of all that is going on before us. Let us not be distracted or deceived, but let us be discerning. Let us be wise in your light and in your truth. We pray this, that we may be faithful to glorify our Lord Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, and our King. It is in his name we pray. Amen.